What are the things that I've... Your what is gone? My dump truck is. Your dump truck is gone. Tell him I've got it. Tell him I fucking have it. Why is, why is your dump truck gone? And he doesn't get his fucking dump truck back until I get to have a podcast. Why did mommy take it away? Because I want it back. That doesn't make sense. That, that makes no you sense. You it back? Well, why did you have it? Yeah. And then what happened? Why did she take it away? Because I didn't clean up my mess. Because you didn't clean up your mess? Yeah. Well, I want it back. Well, sweetie, you need to clean up your mess. You need to clean up messes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's what has to happen. you got to clean up your messes. Okay? Did you clean up the mess? No. Okay, well, go clean up the mess, and you'll probably get your dump truck back. I don't want to. Well, if you don't want to, you don't get your dump truck back. You know what I don't want to do? I don't want to listen to you crying right now. <laughs> Just me. Go clean up your mess. I don't tell, want to. tell Katie I had the same. You can tell Katie I had the same conversation with Dana where I started crying, and I wanted something, and she said, "No, you can't have that." And I said, "But I want it." And she said, "Clean up your mess." And I said, "I don't want." And then what happened? Did you get the thing you wanted? No, because I didn't clean up my mess. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Ape Cast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. All right, so in one of your, oh, first of all, before we get into it, uh, I just want to do a shout out. Um, guy Brandon Bruce uh, is a, he's an actor I worked with years ago in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Just su- and he's super talented guy, great guy. Left Chicago with his wife, been doing kind of bounce around, being executive directors of uh, like different theater companies all over the planet. Well, he just ever since I got back on Facebook, um, I've and I've decided just so you know, I have limited it mm-hmm. to a hundred friends, which means. Um, if I get a request from somebody like my father-in-law, somebody else has got to go. I am not going to have somebody else. I don't give a fuck. They've all been stuffed. You know, like you're I've requested cre- you're some. creating like a MySpace top 100. That is, it's my top 100 yeah. and that's it. But anyway, Brandon Bruce, who I have not heard from forever, contacted, oh, there's, there's Harry. What, is that? what? That's my lunch. We've been through this. I like it. I know. Do you want a bite? No, I don't okay. have. Okay. All right, bye. I'm gonna I'm buy you a got, fucking I'm glad we got lock. to the bottom of that. I'm buying you a lock for that fucking door. Anyway, fucking um, door. Yeah. And that shit always goes in the ape cast because it makes me laugh. Anyway, uh-huh. shout out to Brandon Bruce. He he and his wife are moving to Utah. They re- he reached out to me because he didn't know how to get a hold of me. He reached out to me uh, via Littered Ape. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, we're moving to Utah. We're going to be 90 minutes away. I've never been to Vegas. I, I haven't seen you in 
probably 15 years. Yeah. But dude, I loved it. So I Facebook friended him because I could do that now. And I still had room in my hundred. You had, you had room and to spare. Yeah. I had room. And yeah. so, uh, and yeah, so that was cool. But he made a big uh, point that he is a big fan of the ape cast. So I figure I would uh, do a shout out to Brandon Bruce. Is that why he had to leave Chicago? Because he likes the ape cast? Yeah. I think he left Chicago before we did the ape cast, okay. but it was probably his association with me <laughs> in general that no. probably got, got him uh, canceled. Yeah. No. He was canceled well, long, long before there was canceling just because Well, Brandon, he knew thank me. you for listening. We we do, of course, appreciate that. And yeah, always, uh, always, always Enjoy good. Utah. Good, Utah's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know yeah, exactly where so, you are in Utah, but it's beautiful. And Vegas. St. George. Is, yeah. Vegas is, is great. I live there for 10 I love years. Vegas. Yeah. I love no, Vegas. No, I love Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. And Vegas. right now is like the time oh, to be in the oh desert. Oh my God. It's perfect. March the and April. Of Dana, Dana finally oh. went and she took her bike. It was biking around and went and uh, and fi- finally cracked the, the pool thing because okay. pool season's open, but it's not open everywhere. Some pools, because of COVID or not, like our property pool's not been opened yet. But right. like, so she went over to Silver Sevens, mm-hmm. which as you know, I don't know if you know, but Silver Sevens is just like one small step above the wild, wild west. Yeah. You know, it's one small step above. Above. It's slightly above. Bigger floor, you know. What is? Oh, um, that's that's it. It's just there's more space, pretty, more space for the dirt. <laughs> but she ends up, she goes. They don't. The fucking security guard doesn't tell her where she can park her bike. They actually have a bike rack, but he doesn't know where it's at. So she ends up parking it <laughs> on a fence, what? and some jackass came and stole her tire. So oh, uh, no. we've had our first swim and our first theft. So it's like, all right, you know what go. that we, is? We are now in spring. Well, it's spring in Vegas is what it is. That is. That is God punishing Dana for going swimming during a pandemic. I that's the so. only explanation. No, no, that We're is vaccinated. the only explanation. Doesn't all right, matter. there you go. The rest of the world is in a pandemic. If you're you not believe, being safe, well, all right. The speaking Lord has God, smited her. Speaking of God, okay. In in uh, this was uh, it was last week, last Friday, I guess, or the Friday before, whatever. You wrote. This was what you wrote in your post-it notes. So most of the posts I see from evangelical Christians on social media are about their rights, their guns. I cannot recall a single instance where they posted anything about helping the less fortunate, the poor, the hungry. I'd love to see the contrary. Now, the first thing I'm going to say just real quickly is you obviously are not Facebook friends with my mother. Um, no, I'd love to be. And I have room and, in my, and, in my and, friends yeah, list. All you have to do is Facebook friend my mom and have her follow because she regularly has very, she's not, inval- she's not evangelical. She's Lutheran, but yeah. she had, uh, most of her posts are exactly what you were looking for. Now, my question for you, what that needs to go in the freezer because it's, it's disgustingly melted. We'll, we'll have it later. Okay. After we take care of the kitties, go talk to mommy, please. I'm telling you, boundaries. You got to teach that child boundaries. I'm um, trying. I, need to... I know, but no, you're not trying. You're not even yeah. making an attempt. Slam yeah. that fucking door in his little face. Then... It doesn't even slam. Like that's how bad this I know, door but just is. Just pop him. Just pop him one and go. Oh, sorry. And then he won't. One. Sure, you can. He'll. The thing is, he he got the goose egg last week. No goose egg now. It's that's how they are. They're made of rubber. Go ahead and smack him around. Is a that bit. what it is? They're made of rubber. They're made of fucking rubber. <laughs> Babies, children are made of rubber. That's why they can. Uh... But no. Um, first of all, my que- my first question is, what inspired you to write that post? Yeah. And then second of all, and then we'll get to that, is what would the contrary look like? 
And where does the line between ideology and societal responsibility contradict? Because those things do contradict sometimes. So, Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's, so the easy answer, let's just get this out of the way and we can address it in a moment if you like. But the line where uh, ideology and societal responsibility contradict is, is organized religion. That's the line I, in my experience. So you cross into that line, you belong to a church, you belong to a temple, that's your community. Screw the rest of it in a lot of situations. Not all, but I think that that's where you begin to think about your little community first and how God looks at your little community versus how you can help the others in a more uh, non-denominational way. So that's and, and that. So you and, and so you think, but then you think that the contradiction comes specifically from organized religion rather than like uh, cult mind or ideology specific. It's it's you're pretty much it's it's about theology. I th I think it's that... about the the. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it it could if it's organized religion, that's that thing. If it's a if it's a cult, it's it's that. It's when you cross yeah, the Q line into the belonging. Yeah, because QAnon. I mean, I would argue. I don't know if you saw the HBO documentary on QAnon, but QAnon <clears throat> is is effectively, uh, you know, I mean, it's yeah. a cult. It's a cult. It is an ideological ideological belief. It is, as all religions are, it is a belief in something that there is absolutely no proof for. In fact, there's often proof to the contradiction of the belief, yeah. but you believe it anyway. Right. I would argue I would argue that critical race theory falls under that. I would argue Scientology. I would argue uh, QAnon. I would argue, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I would argue sort of white supremacy at large is sort of... Yeah. Well, a cult I, mind. You know what I mean. Well, we, so, we get we get a little loose with the with the term cult in the way we get loose with the term enough. hero, because a cult, and I'm paraphrasing the dictionary definition, but a cult is when you you're following a person, an ideal uh, that that person espouses. Is when that, that true? person when that person goes away, the belief system stops. If it continues, then the cult becomes a religion. So you can argue that Christianity was a cult when Jesus was alive. When Jesus died, but his followers continued, it no longer was a cult. It became okay. an ideological religion that... There, and, and you're right, the, you're the, right the about one thing. continued following. You're right about one thing. It is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. It is also, however, a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. So one of them is a pretty straightforward definition. The other one is a much more subjective definition, which I, I as I read it out loud, is like, I kind of have a problem with that because it says that a cult is really defined by you finding it strange or sinister. Yeah, because... Like, that, that's that, that's sort of like that's sort of like every other definition that's coming around. Yeah. Uh, the bend, which is I think I it's think. harmful, yeah. so it's harmful. I think I've been violated, so I've been violated. Yeah. Th th that's that's the the uh, the freight the term cult being uh, not not manipulated, uh, evolving a little bit. Evolving. And I don't yeah. and I don't think it's fair because it is totally uh, up to your own. Individual perception. Yeah, an, so an individual's so perception cannot define a word that we all collectively use. Like the well, no, that, I'm telling you, that's not that's that's not how language is working today. But no, I understand. No. I, I, I agree with you. It's you, just that's not how it's working. Just because today. it's working today doesn't mean it's working the right way. I mean, my dad has a van that's working, but there's this huge chunk of sound that 
thunks and bangs that you can feel when you're sitting in the driver's seat. Is this car working? Yeah. Is it working right? No. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your mom's posts, here's the thing is, uh, your mom's not evangelical, like you said at the beginning. So yeah, I no, specifically she's, said she's the evangelical Lutheran. Christians. Yeah, Lutheran, yeah, great. I know a lot of Catholics and a lot of, dare I say, normal Christians. You know, uh, you know normal just like, Christians. Well, so there Lutherans, are normal Baptists. My, mo- then... my grandmother, my grandmother's a Baptist. You know, like there's, they're, they talk a lot about helping others. You know, my grandmother is pro-choice and, you know, yeah. BLM and, all you know, all the other what I what I personally think are good good things to get behind and, and to promote. And one could one could argue that these because I I feel this way because my mom is absolutely a true believer, but mm-hmm. when it comes to her ideology, it is not rigid. Right. You know, it's like it's like the rigidity talking, is yeah. You, you find those, a lot of rigidity with evangelicals. Yeah. Yeah. There's inflexible and, belief systems that that there yeah. really is no. It, it is literally black and white, and that's right. how they're going to see the world. Okay. And I do see them. I'll, I'll see them post Bible verses or you know dumb shit like the footsteps poem. You know, some nonsense like that, which vaguely talks about like goodness in the world and loving thy neighbor. But there's nothing specific to today's ills but they will talk about today's ills in the don't take my guns uh you know what about all the babies when we talk about abortion um or pro-choice or like you know whatever it is um i just don't see it so like when there's these mass shootings there's nothing for the let's let's try and do better so so we can be more responsible so they don't have to take our guns away so i can have my gun and not worry that somebody's going to take it so we can be responsible with these things that we enjoy you know i th- they don't ever say anything like that they just say don't take my gun hold on can we talk about what do we do instead of taking your dumb shit gun and talk about what we do to stop killing i don't know people at random children but i don't think they're going to come around to it I don't have any hope that they're going to come around to it because I think that after Sandy Hook, if that didn't fuck us all up so bad that turn us inside out as a country and what to do about, and it, we know it's not just an assault rifle issue. It's not just a mental illness issue. There's a lot of this stuff, it's right? It's very complicated, but, yeah, but, the but we did is, not if you were bother. Sick, if you if you just follow if you just follow I mean you know and, and again I've got a million thoughts about when it comes to gun control it's like yeah. the, to me the the simplest one is if you simply look at what other democratic countries have done just look at them and look at their results because that's empirical yeah. data yeah and the the simplest way to reduce the kind of mass shootings that we get every other week mm-hmm. is to ban automatic, semi-automatic, and pump-action shotguns. If you ban the sale and ownership of those three things outside of sporting clubs, and, you know, I mean, it's like you you got to go to the place to pick up, but you can't take it out with you, and you don't get to bring it home. I mean, it's like, it's if you ban them outright, like in Australia and New Zealand and all these other places, like, you know, boom. But the other thing about it is, and and this is something that I will throw out just because I think it's interesting, is arguably given, and I just looked at the the, the data earlier in the week. Um, the the you know what the largest cause of death in the United States is, like the, the uh, like 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 by a long shot, like a huge, like it's the first one is huge. Yeah. The next one is is quite a bit 
a jump down, and then the rest of them are kind of right in there. Well, I would, I think it's heart disease. But that if is it's exactly n- correct. Yeah, but right, but yeah. right below that is, is cancer. Oh, I was going to say dial-up internet, but yeah, cancer makes more sense. Sure, yeah. dial-up internet, yeah. But yeah. the thing about it is, so it is arguable. I mean, you can make the argument that McDonald's is more dangerous than assault rifles in this country. That that's hard to hear this week because I we had McDonald's twice last week there because you we were McDonald's tired twice, parents. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you know, but the, it, it's <laughs> also argu- going to die. It's also arguable that yeah. that that cars are more yeah, deadly car- than sure. guns. But here's it's, the thing, right? Guns are are and this is the thing. Cars kill people by accident. Hamburgers kill people over time. It's like mm-hmm. an erosion of the heart muzzle. Takes yeah. time to kill, and it's yeah. also a personal choice. Right. For any kid, there was nobody in Boulder, Colorado that said, I would like to make a choice to mm-hmm. be shot, or at no point was it an accidental shooting. So right. that, I mean, I think that changes sort of the, the, the well, argument. But I've heard that argument, so yeah. I kind of wanted to debunk the argument while we're having the conversation. Well, because it's, it's I hear insane. It so often. It it's insane. Like, and let's look at the cars. We, and the car gun comparison is used a lot. Yeah. You have you have to take tests to drive a car. You have to retake those tests to drive a car. You have to carry a license with you at all times and insurance at all times. Uh, there's a thousand things that we do to make cars as safe as we possibly can. Yep. All we're asking for is to do that with guns. And yeah. with the McDonald's uh, thing, we... we we tell McDonald's what to do so we can be like, here's how it's going to hurt us. We have to put on coffee cups. This coffee cup is hot. It's going to scald your, right? Yeah, this coffee gonna is going to scald your vagina because that's up, what happened. And, and they put she on burned the, her labia. Yeah. She burned her labia with coffee in for Gross. McDonald's. That's exactly what happened. And that's where that lawsuit came in. She and that's burned why it's her a, labia. Look it up. She burned her fucking labia. I laughed about that. I mean, not that I... That I think it's funny that a woman no, right. scalded her labia. It just was no, very, but in the, in the article I read, and this was God, what was that, 25, 30 years ago? But I just yeah. remember that I, I the only reason I, I remember it is because I was inexperienced enough that I didn't know what a labia is. First, well, I knew what a labia was, <laughs> but when I read that, I thought, did they really put in the New York Times labia? Yeah. I mean, it, it, is that really what? And so I had to look up labia to make sure that they were. It's like, yeah, she burnt her vag, and yeah. Uh, yeah. so she sued McDonald's. Well, and, but we also uh, put, you know, how many calories? What's the are pain in? and sur- what's the pain and suffering for a scalded labia? I don't remember. You read the story, I don't, or did labia just I, take? I don't know labia. I don't know. I don't know. Else it's, now. It's, it's, it's just I'm just like I, you know. It's like, hey, if you get a lot of money, that I kind of wish I had a labia that I could scald. You know, go yeah, to a Denny's. Go to a Denny's and accidentally drop a piece of bacon on my labia. Drop a fork on your nutsack. I mean, nobody cares about a nutsack. Ah, nutsack doesn't sexism? even count. No, I don't know. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, but no, I mean, we put you know how many calories are in the burger and the quarter pounder yeah. and the you know. So we do these things to make us a, like. Here's how you can be safer with these things that we know can cause harm. That's all the gun argument, the, the gun control argument is. It's yeah. like, can we just take a few more steps to make it a little bit safer to have these weapons of death? Or let's go the other route and say, well, fuck it. Let's just make everything legal because bad right, guys so are going to come. Well, hang throw... on. I've got, I've got a story oh, about, okay. about evangelicals and guns. Oh, bring okay, good. Bring me the evangelicals. Yeah, because I wanted to go someplace So this, in yeah. the town where Katie is from, in central Illinois, where my wife is from, a uh, lot of evangelicals there. A lot of gun owners. 
totally fine. You know, I love going down there. I love my in-law, like, right? Um, well, apparently, a couple months ago or two months ago, like, not that far in the past, there's been these these guys that have been running around, like, breaking into houses and businesses and just seeing what they can take. So they broke into somebody's house, and this person reached for their gun. I don't remember what kind of gun it was, but a, a handgun of some kind. Sure. To defend their pro- That's the thing, right? If somebody invades my house, I have a right to defend them. Absolutely. Yep. Grab your gun. Save yourself. Save your family. Save your shit. I, I'm, I support that. Here's the problem with this badass mofo who's going to defend his property. These guys got the guy's gun away from him and fucking killed him with it. Shot him to death with his own gun as he was defending his home. So that, like, that, that, uh, uh, machismo argument of this is how I defend myself, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. So, like, just, I'm just throwing that out there. And this is a town of evangelical, and they're, they're not going to have the discussion about what do we do about gun safety? Because it's I not, wish, it's I not the Biden, same issue, but. I wish Uncle Joe Biden would give me a call and say, hey, Don. Yeah, we've never met, but you know, I heard that you had some ideas about gun law. Um, what are your thoughts, and we'll put them in practice? I would say, yes, that you, you know exactly what some of the things is like. If you've been if you've been convicted of domestic abuse, you cannot. You are for your life. You can't have a gun. Nope. If you have serious mental illness of any kind. Medicated or not, if you get a serious mental illness or any kind of history of depression or rage, you can't have a fucking gun. No way. Well, I and think the it, depression if, is. It should be a sliding no, scale. No, no, there's no. If you have a mental disease, we can't. That's the thing is hardcore. If you, that's it. You can't have it. If you have any kind All of right. psychological problem, you can't have a fucking gun because that's. I'm, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm fine with you that. You know, and then and then lastly, if you if you really really like guns you can't have one <laughs> i mean that would be the thing it's like if you're that kind of person it's like i go to your house and you say hey let me take you to my man cave first of all if you have a thing you call a man cave you can't have a gun just Second put a different of all, name on it. If call you it have, an office. Uh, like, I want Joe Biden to get up on the thing and say, Smoking okay, we've room. got a new law that says if you have a truck with a pair of truck balls <laughs> on the back, you can't have a gun. I mean, there are just certain types of people mm-hmm. that should not have guns. And it's one of the things I think is, you, you remember the West Wing. Sure. Sort of, sort of, sort of the, the you know, I mean, arguably completely and wholly unrealistic, but fun. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was good, they had a whole episode about gun control. And at one point, one of the characters looks at Rob Lowe and she says, it's not that you don't like guns. You don't like the people who like guns. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly how I feel. I think guns are fine. They're a tool. Yeah. I don't like the people that really are into guns. Like if you're really like a fanboy for guns, you should not be allowed to have them. Yeah. If you subscribe to guns and ammo, I'm just saying, you know, it's like, it's sort of like saying if you are so into the MCU that you walk around, like, everywhere you go dressed like fucking Thor, <laughs> we're not going to let you see the fucking movies anymore. You're just banned because you're nuts. There's something wrong with you, man. Yeah, no, here, that's, that's here's part of my what, question. what happened with, with Star Wars. People that walked around dressed like Star Wars characters and the new Star Wars movies came out, they made them worse than they already were just by bitching about it. By bitching but, about it, yeah. exactly. So here's and I'm my one question. of those who bitched about how bad so the Star got, Wars films are. So, anyway. so, so what if you have someone 
who goes online, because this is one of the questions that I thought, what if you have someone who goes online, they're an evangelical Christian, um, they post on social media about their rights, their guns, mm -hmm. you know, abortion, you know, the stuff, all the hotbed issues of Christianity in the country. Ooh, a hotbed. Mm. But, but they don't post about the fact that every Saturday they go to a food kitchen and help out with the hungry and that they, they, they have a lot of charities that they yeah. go to. What, what if social media, I know this is sort of a crazy thought, but what if social media isn't the totality of the person, just the part of the person they want seen for validation? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and what, what would I know? Yeah, I mean, because uh, the thing how, about how, it is, I, how would I know otherwise? And I would, like, get, I, like, I would probably get annoyed too if they were like, "Here I am at the soup kitchen. Look at me with all the homeless people." Selfie, right? Yeah, you know. you'd want it. Well, which yeah, Ew. that's not. But, that's not very Christian to say so. You know, it's like. But that's I think the, a, the a lot of a lot. You know, I mean, we're. we're I, feel, I feel like we're fighting two wars here. We're talking about the problem with evangelicals and the shit that they espouse on social media, and then how to best use social media. Because I was thinking, you know. People talking about their vaccinations. I got vaccinated. Like, great. You know, there's just, there's the, uh, the braggadocio, braggadocious, braggadocious? Sure, sure. The uh, braggadocious you know. nature of social media. And I like to think, and I'm, of course, not perfect at this, but if you're going to put it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, it's kind of a conversation starter. I would, See, I think. And, but apparently it's not because you're just no. putting shit out there and you, okay, world, take uh, it now. This is the thing. What does it do? Facebook... And that's, it's one of the things that I realize I love my hundred friends is, uh, and I don't know if you even bothered to notice, but I put something up the other day just on Facebook, you know, and it was, and actually what it was, it was an, I believe, but I had six of them and I only like to put five, I believes in there. So I had an extra one. Uh, what am I going to do with this extra one? So I said, I'll just throw it up on Facebook. You know, it's like, yeah. I've got Facebook now and there's like, a, you know, like 95 people that might see it. It's I don't give a shit. So it's I just throw it up on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Well, then Adam <laughs> Flynn, who is the ultimate gloom and doomer, and he was one of my, he, he requested to be a Facebook friend. I know the guy. I've had a meal and a drink with him. I like the guy. Well, he's sort of the doomsayer. You know, he's the guy that was, uh, you know, like a 9-11 first responder, and now he's a scientist for food and environment. And, I mean, he This guy he sounds is, like the top shit, man. Oh, he's the top shit, except yeah. that he's gone... And at, at, the, at one point, I said, Jesus Christ, I'm glad you're not in charge, because you sound like a lefty version of John Galt. <laughs> it, it just... I mean, it's just these tomes... Like, I know he was trying to say, Don, I don't think... Being because my whole post was like, can we just be a little bit more generous with each other? I mean, oh, it wasn't like this. that, that crap, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and it's like, and, and but his thing was like, no, fuck them. I think the scientists just, just, just should just be dictators and we should just everybody should just shut oh, the God. fuck up and get out of our way and we'll fix everything because you're all fucked up and the will of the people is never going to solve the brain. It's just on and on and yeah. on and on. And finally, I went. Okay, first of all, I'm deleting his last post because it's my Facebook wall, so I get the last word. And then yes, I blocked him. Mm -hmm. And then I blocked him. And the reason I blocked him is he misunderstood something that I understand now that is fundamental to Facebook. Which is? Twitter. Twitter. The only reason you post on Twitter is so that you will get retweets and thus more followers so that you have a larger reach for your opinions. That's mm -hmm. all Twitter's for. So no conversation is necessary. Facebook 
is is solely so that you can put something online that people would then validate your decision. It's all about likes mm. and hearts mm-hmm. and, yeah. and comments that support what you do. It's not about a conversation because you can't have a conversation no, you're online. Right. You're right. And so that's the thing. It's like, okay, I like Adam, but if this is how he uses Facebook, which is how I used to use Facebook, it's like, okay, nope, I'm not getting into this. I'm yeah. not going to argue. I'm not going to have a fight. I'm just going to say if this is where you want to go with it, there are plenty of places for you to go have an argument with somebody, and I, I don't care. Click, block. Yeah. It was like, yeah. okay, it's cool. Which meant if my father-in-law then says, hey, can I be your Facebook friend? I have room for you him. You got room for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think hundred, that's good. So. I, I just, it, and I'm sure that there are all, that that there are evangelical Christians out there that that are doing, are going to a soup kitchen. Okay, I'm not sure of that. I'm hopeful that there are evangelical Christians that are posting about their, they're taking our, our freedom and the election was stolen and guns and babies' life begins at conception or boner, whatever they want to say next, you know. Um, but put that other shit out there too, I guess. I can't even think straight with that screaming. It's not even noon here. And I've got the dog coming in and out of this door that doesn't close. <laughs> I think we should start. I think we should start recording at like two o'clock in the morning your time. I'm telling you, dude, we need this. This cannot go on because then, then there's lose just it. this. There's no distraction. That is so funny. There are funny. not right. enough drugs Here's or alcohol the things, in the world to help me get through this. Right no now. shit. One <laughs> of the things that I've your what is gone? My dump truck. Is. Your dump truck is gone. Yeah. Tell him I've got it. Tell him I fucking have it. Why does? Why is your dump truck gone? And he doesn't get his fucking dump truck back until I get to have a podcast. Why did mommy take it away? Because I want it back. That doesn't make sense. That, that makes no sense. Want it back? Well, why did you have it? Yeah. And then what happened? I mommy took it away. Why did she take it away? Because I didn't clean up my mess. Because you didn't clean up your mess. Well, sweetie, you need to clean up your mess. You need to clean up messes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's what has to happen. You got to clean up your messes. Okay? Did you clean up the mess? Okay, well, go clean up the mess, and you'll probably get your dump truck back. Well, if you don't want to, you don't get your dump truck back. You know what I don't want to do? I don't want to listen to you crying right now. Just me. Clean up your mess. Tell, tell Katie I had the same. You can tell Katie I had the same conversation with Dana where I started crying, and I wanted something, and she said, "No, you can't have that." And I said, "But I want it." And she said, "Clean up your mess." And I said, "I don't want to." And it's like, yeah, yeah, same, same and thing. And then what happened? Did you get the thing you wanted? No, because I no, didn't clean up my not. mess. Because that's not yeah. how the world works. I, I love. Hey, Harry. Oh, he's oh, so okay, weepy. Sweetheart. Yeah. Why don't you go clean up your mess and then we're going to go look at the kitties, okay? Okay, well, just go do something else. <laughs> okay, sweetheart, I'll be done in a second. I, I hope this is good entertainment. It's for all, high, well, all the, you the thing about it there. is. 
the thing about it is, we're trying to solve the world's problems. Nothing is funnier <laughs> to me than the fact that 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 I have ape casts before when you found out that she was pregnant <laughs> as you went through what fatherhood was going to be when the baby was born and now i have ape casts i mean i'm basically uh you know I'm, I, we're just chronicling your fatherhood you, you know what this is this is we're gonna when i die you'll turn this into a crystal and harry will throw this into the arctic <laughs> <laughs> and it will a- become his it will become his, his fortress, fortress of, of solitude. solitude. He will go And I will have I will have great sage like wisdom for gun control and how evangelical Christians cannot be such blindingly pains in the asses. Yeah. And it's all interrupted and he's in it and then it's interrupted by his own I want my dumb truck because I wasn't being a good boy. I love you. Can you go? I'll he comes to you because he knows you're going to give it to him. Because you're just I'm so. I'm not giving you're... it to him. Well, why is he still sitting in there? He comes to me because I'm not the one that took it away. Yeah, I know. So give him a nice, solid, like, pop in the back of the head. All right. Okay. So you're going to sit tell... here the rest of the time, Harry? Yeah. Okay. Tell him to Can play. You be quiet? Yeah. Okay. Tell him to play head rock. My grandpa used We're to tell gonna... me to go out, go out in the yard and throw a rock as high as I could and try to catch it with my head. I'd be out there for hours trying to do that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I was but a you were stupid no fucking kid. No, I, I was stupid. I was a yeah. stupid kid. He told me to go run around in traffic. I did. Yeah. He didn't what give a shit. He just wanted peace. Yeah, that's... Oh, my God. We'll sharpen the pencil after Daddy's done recording the podcast with Don. Okay. Thank you. Can you be quiet? Okay. All right. So, interestingly enough, one of the things, uh, uh, right now I'm reading David Sirota's, uh, it's a book on the 1980s. It's actually quite damn good. But one of the of things it that is. he, oh, it's really good. Um, but one of the things that uh, he talks about, and it's one of the things I, you know, as we're going from the Facebook, sort of like the social media posts, I think individual, rugged individualism, the concept of manifest destiny, all that kind of stuff, that's always been a part of sort yeah. of our culture but it seems like we're we're far too focused on individualism right now that yeah. to to actually function as a society so what is what do you think the what, what's the solution to all of this tribalism individualism individual manifest destiny all this shit what do you think uh how do we solve the problem while you're dealing with your child as he pulls at your headphones yeah it's funny i think that harry can you put the pencil to, you know or poke your eye out i don't care uh, you're made of rubber. You'll bounce back just fine. Uh, sure. well, I think if you'd asked that question a year and a half ago, I would have said, we need another 9-11. Oh, we need, Jesus. We need something terrible we, on a we giant... We've a pandemic. Well, hey, I said a year and a half ago. That oh, was before okay. the pandemic. So the pandemic <laughs> happened. And in the beginning, I was like, this, this is going to change the world for the better. Like We're going to realize that everything is broken. And we're going to fix it because we're going to see how it has failed us, how everything has failed us at every turn. We're going to come together. We're going to see past the borders. We're going to, this is, we're like the healthcare system. It's like Adrian Veidt in Watchmen who says, I'm going to create this cataclysmic in the movie. It was Dr. Manhattan blowing up New York in the the comic book, the graphic novel. It was a giant squid from space, but that will unify us, (laughs) you know. But we need, because you remember right after 9-11, there was this like, we are the world, that Imagine lasted about by, two weeks. It did. Weeks it lasted about lasted. two weeks yeah. before before we had to go and start a war, which divides everybody. Anyway, 
But I felt, I really felt the beginning of the pandemic that this was going to change a lot of shit. And we're going to see changes. We've seen some changes. You know, it proved that we can just make money and give it to people. We yeah. can solve poverty. We can solve homelessness. Oh, because there's when tons people we needed solve, money, yeah. we just made it. We just made more money. Yeah. So, which I've, I've long believed that the money it's system gonna is a crock of ass, shit. And it's going to bite us in what? the ass, but they that's have, all right. It has no teeth. The economy has no teeth. The economy is what we make it. It's all a bunch well, of I, bullshit. All right, but, that's one way. That's, that's certainly one way of looking at it. But that's okay. another topic, a deep topic for another time. Um, when go. I don't have a, a deranged three-year-old sitting on my lap pulling. Yeah, my I'll bring my I'll, I'll bring my book by uh, Keynes, Economic yeah. Theory. We'll talk about it there. Yeah, but I I think I, what is it going to take for us to get away from the individualism? I I don't know. I don't think. I think we may be too far down the road to turn back. You think we're too narcissistic um, at this point? I read. I read that uh, at this point, um, in the last ten years, stop. we went like like fifteen years ago. Like, pause, Harry. Right. No, no, no. Keep keep keep, keep, keep it going. rolling. But yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna keep second. rolling. Harrison, Daddy needs to record right now. You need to go talk to mommy, please. Yes, you're gonna have to. <laughs> oh, so, oh, look at your face. Oh, look at your face. So, I read that, uh, like, 15 years ago, before all of the social media came out, uh, like, three, like, three out of ten people in the country suffered from some, and I'm not talking like they're just narcissistic, like, actually suffer from psychological like diagnosable narcissistic personality disorder yeah yeah um today it's kind of like my, kind of like my son yeah today <laughs> it's seven out of ten people have symptoms of of a serious narcissistic personality disorder not like not like full-blown but like seven mm-hmm. out of ten people today suffer from some or a, a couple of symptoms that you could diagnose as a part of narcissistic personality disorder and there's got to be a way to get us to stop looking into the glass oh my goodness this is the best if you guys can see his face it's just like it's like somebody's just like filing his toes down and snip right now he's like literally on the floor yeah She's pulling at him, and his like if he had longer, if I hadn't cut his fingernails yesterday, he'd be yeah. scratching through the floor. Oh yeah, like a cartoon character. He is just having a grand mal seizure, and poor Katie, she just got the. So that's things. I'm telling them while you're dealing with this, and if you can see your face, yeah, your face looks like someone. Let's put it this way: all I want to hear Carrie say is to look at you and go, "Mow." Mow and slap you in the face. Mow, mow, and then like Robert De Niro, you go ooh, and then you do the Russian roulette. Yeah, so yeah. that's what it looks like on your face. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my face right now looks like the moment right before somebody ties the noose and puts their head through it. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. Oh my God. Well, dear listener, thank you so much for putting up with us. Let's do my first thing: uh, is a put your kid to bed, and then and then watch. 
and then it's a watch. It's on Hulu. It's called uh, We Work or The Making and Breaking of a $47 Billion Unicorn. So it's good? It is good. It's... Um, as far as document, I feel like I say this a lot. As far as documentaries go, it, like it doesn't dig deep. It doesn't tell you anything that you can't find, you know, anywhere else. That really. seems to be the, a style of documentary today, where it's really shallow and yeah. surface. It's, yeah. But what's what's interesting about it is that it just it puts everything right there for you. It's a Cliff's Notes, right? You know, it's it's, okay. it's yeah. we work for dummies. Um, but it's and and you have you know all the footage is good, like of seeing this guy. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, and it speaks exactly to this individualism thing that we were just talking about, where there's this we work, but the we is all about the me. It really okay. is, and it's yeah. it's twisted, and that, you know, this we work thing, I think, really, really sums up this, I don't want to say generation, I feel like it's too early for that yeah. yet, but certainly the last 10 years of, okay. of how we've approached work... Uh, how we've approached business and what we value and who the fuck we think we are or tell ourselves we think we are. Along so, those yeah. lines, and I can't remember if you recommended this to me, but I'm going to recommend it again if you did. Also on Hulu, and we don't have Hulu, so we were over at Eric Wilson's house mm -hmm. uh, last week, and he yeah. has Hulu, yeah. and we watched In and of Itself. Have you seen this? Mm -hmm. Did you recommend it? Oh my God, Hulu In and of Itself. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It's a one-man show in New York. He did 552 performances. It's so... Jesus Christ. He's... It's... It's uh, it's a magic show, but instead of it being like, let's do magic tricks to, like, illusion... Yeah. It's a magic show that illuminates... Stop who, talking. Yeah. Don is talking right now, honey. It eliminates... It, well, it illuminates... Who we are as people. Mm -hmm. It is a really. I bawled my fucking eyes out. It, it's is and the storytelling is amazing. I, yeah. I really can't okay. recommend it enough. In and of itself and on of itself. Hulu, okay. it's yeah. phenomenal. Joe recommended it, and somebody else recommended it, and I went, okay, I'm gonna watch it. It's phenomenal. Nice. Uh, my next thing is a read. It's on MarkManson.net. Uh, his blog post, "The Virtue I of Delayed Gratification." Yeah, I love Mark Manson. Huge. I, fan. Yeah, I do too. And. So the virtue of delayed gratification, nearly every culture around the world encourages sacrifice today for a better tomorrow. So why is delayed gratification so hard? This is to a degree, I mean, I, I felt this way for a long time about the problem with, a problem with us right now is we get everything instantly. So there's no like waiting for something. You just like, and when you do have to wait, you go fucking crazy. You know, yeah, I made the joke earlier about dial-up internet, right? But like, yeah. when dial-up internet was first a thing, we didn't mind waiting because that's what it was. You know, um, if I have to wait three days for my Amazon package to get here, I'm gonna be fucking pissed, right? You lose so it. So yeah. I, I wrote about this to a degree um, in a piece from uh, last month, uh, the mental health conditioning of WandaVision, and that yep. was the whole point: is that this was a show where you didn't have all the answers right away, you didn't know yeah, what you was had happening, to wait. And it really yeah. played out. Uh, and not just because you couldn't binge it because they were releasing episodes weekly. Yeah, yeah. But because of the way the story was structured, you had to wait. It made you sit and think for a week. And when you got to see what was next, it was far more uh Well, it's just enjoyable. like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm finding that same experience. Like, I just look forward to Friday because I know I'm going to get to yeah. watch an episode of that. Yeah. But, even, but even differently with WandaVision is that there was like, because with Winter Soldier, like, you know... Yeah. 
it's you pretty straightforward. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. It's but, not. It's not like what the fuck is going on for the first four episodes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. So anyway, so Mark Manson, the virtue of delayed gratification. Groovy. My second is a read. It is in the Atlantic. Um, it is in their ideas section. It is John McWhorter, who is a professor at Columbia University, a linguist. Um, and he wrote a piece called Words Have Lost Their Common Meaning. The <laughs> as subhead- we were saying, yeah. As we were talking about. And the subheading is the word racism, among others, has become maddeningly confusing in current usage. And the piece is really, I mean, again, this guy is a linguist. He's, one of the, he's very well spoken. He's super, super smart guy. Super smart guy. He does a mm-hmm. podcast with Glenn Lowry. And, and just super smart shit. Yeah. Um, but this is a really good article, and it kind of illuminates some of the the confusion over. I mean, is is language evolving, or is it just sort of being changed to to fit some agenda? And that is kind of what he's talking about. It's a really good piece. Changed to fit the individualism that the individual exactly. wants to espouse to. Yeah, individual yeah. or tribal or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, yep. That's my second thing. Uh, my next thing, my my third thing, it's a it's a PSA. I think I do this every year around this time. Uh, it was f- six years ago. No, seven. Seven years ago that I had sur- surgery for my cancer face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I w- wear sunscreen. Everyone, don't be the weirdos yeah, in the hat and the long sleeves that never go out in the sun. But just wear sunscreen and just wear be sunscreen. cool. Yeah, save yeah. your face, save your ass. That's all it is. Just a friendly PSA as the weather gets warmer and Dana goes to the pool. She wears sunscreen. Yeah, she's very good good about that. Uh, My third thing is it is a read that will hopefully motivate a watch. It is the New York Times review of Ken Burns' Hemingway. And uh, the the title is Hemingway is a Big Two-Hearted Reconsideration. Um, and it, it's on PBS, the, the Ken Burns documentary. We're talking about documentaries sort of being shallow. Mm-hmm. Ken Burns is like the example of what a real documentary is. It's dive, dive deep. Yeah. Um, and I have not seen it because Dana wants to watch it with me. But uh, I, I will just read, read you this. I love this. The rare video clip comes after we've spent nearly six hours seeing the author create an image of a virile swagger and invent a style of clean, lucid prose. But here, Hemingway, an always anxious public speaker, which I didn't know about, still recuperating from a cerebral injury, is halting and stiff. Ask what he is currently writing about, Africa. His answer includes the punctuation on the card he's reading from, the animals, comma, and the changes in Africa since I was there last period. I mean, so... He's you know, reading the punctuation? He well, he, he was having... He, I guess he had a brain or injury and he's also... Oh, he, yeah. he was reading from a card and he was, he was reading the punctuation. And it's like, okay, so this is sort of an icon... <laughs> I mean, it was like yeah. the original artificial intelligence, <laughs> right? You know, and so and so, uh, yeah. I, I I first recommend that you read the review because the review is quite thorough and it's it's a very interesting sort of even handed review about, um, you know, about the you know, in in a time where where we're just so quick to demonize and and label uh, irredeemable the heroes of our past, especially if they happen to be white and male. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he had his own toxic. I mean, he and, and apparently, according to the review, the documentary does not shy away from sort of his toxic stuff. Yeah. However, that doesn't change the fact that the man pretty much single-handedly changed 
uh, fiction and how we write it and how yeah. we read it. And, you know, and so it's like, so this was apparently it's a very good documentary, but read the review first. And then, uh, I know D- Dana and I are planning on watching the documentary. She wanted to watch it together. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, so we'll watch I that. love Hemingway. The Adventures of Huckleberry yeah, Finn too. is one of my favorite books. And that's the show. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.